Hi, I'm Michael White. This is the fifth and last episode of the series. The goal of this series was to discuss the choices newly licensed therapists have when going out on their own. So I invited therapists to sit down with me and have conversations about what it was like for them, what hurdles did they face, and how can we learn from their experiences. We heard insight into what it was like to join an online platform, start an individual private practice, begin working for a group practice, or starting their own group practice. I think what I was the most impressed with was the willingness of each of the guests to sit down with me and chat about some of their most vulnerable times in their career. They all care so deeply about helping others create or strengthen the therapy practice that they want that they just they just they just came right away. I, I was just really um, there wasn't one person I asked that said no. So I, that that to me was just wonderful. Um, and my guess is if you've been subscribing to the series, um, you very well may be feeling kind of those similar vulnerabilities. After all, it's a really big deal to start your own business of any kind, even one as heart centered as a therapy practice. What if it doesn't work out? What if I realize six months from now I made a mistake? What if other people think I made a mistake? Or wow, I got into this to help people, but I struggle being able to pay rent with what this agency is paying me. Maybe I chose the wrong profession. Those are just some of the number of things that I have heard from consulting with therapists over the years. As I mentioned in the previous episode, I want to focus on some of those hurdles, both real and imagined, that therapists go going into private practice face. Now, when I say imagined, I do not mean to say it in an invalidating way. I say it with the intention of distinguishing the difference between um, a hurdle of like, I have a child who has a medical issue and I can't afford to lose the agency's insurance, and that of a hurdle like, well, what if I have trouble getting clients? You know, those are two very different kind of sized hurdles. Um, now, of course, you know, client demand will depend on your market and your niche. But in today's chaotic world, as long as you live in a town with at least like a population of 15, um, and you have an internet connection, then you'll probably have no problem bringing in new clients. Uh, there's just such a demand for and a shortage of mental health professionals that you will not have trouble filling up your caseload as large as you want it. Uh, the examples of those two hurdles both seem um, likely to keep someone stuck at an agency that they do not want to work at anymore. Um, yet both should not. There is not one hurdle I can think of that should ever prevent someone from shining their light. Now, that being said, depending on what the hurdle is, you may need to approach them differently. But regardless of how high they may seem, I promise that when you are on the other side of them in your thriving practice or group practice or wherever you decide to go, um, you will struggle to remember back to what it was that prevented you from doing it even sooner. Um, so here are a few of the hurdles that I hear the most often. Now, the first is office space. So 
A lot of times, you know, you work in an agency, you work at a clinic, you work at um, a school or, you know, wherever you may be, you know, you have the space provided for you. Um, and so, you know, that for some people, that's a big deal, having an office, getting it furnished, all of these things. But there's just so many options with that. Um, so the first I want to discuss is online. So if obviously, if you go online, you really just need to create a space you know, that looks like this. This isn't more than a five by five area in your room that's quiet. Uh, and you could do that and you could have an online practice very successful from, you know, a shoebox closet. Um, you could also lease from a friend. So if you have uh, a friend that is, you know, that has an office, doesn't have to be a therapist. It could be uh, a friend who, you know, a, a realtor, um, for instance, just anyone that has an office space that could have two chairs and that is private. You could you could lease from them. Uh, a lot of times, you would probably get that friend to even just share it for you know ten dollars an hour or free. You know if they know what you're doing and you're just starting out on your own and bringing on one or two clients. So um, that's an option. You could sublet. So find um, a realtor and sometimes that will help um, going through a real estate agent if you can find um, one that deals with subletting. If not, you can just ask around. There's Facebook groups, there's Craigslist, there's, um, believe it or not, there is still stuff on Craigslist. People still use that as a resource. Um, so there's lots of different ways that you can find a space to sublet. Um, the other option is to lease your own office space and then you sublet it if you don't plan on using it all or um, if you get a good enough deal, you just lease it and keep it your own. You know, obviously something like that, you'd have to furnish it. But, you know, between Ikea and thrift stores and extra stuff at your house, you could probably furnish a room or two. Um, and then the other part of it is, uh, you know, if you have a space at home that's quiet, kind of separate from the rest of your house, then um, like, you know, an office above a garage, something like that, you can create the space in your own home. So office space is could seem like a big hurdle because, you know, sometimes that could be an expensive monthly bill. But when you break it down, especially if you're going to just kind of dip your toes in this and only see a few clients, it's not too bad to... Um, kind of figure out something else, you know, and again, if it's online, that that's the easiest of, of all the options. Um, the other major hurdle is around community. And, you know, we heard a few of our guests kind of talk about this, but the importance of having kind of your peers, supervisors, um, you know, the agency you might've worked at, uh, might've had a whole legal staff, to help with, you know, it depends on what your agency was. If you were in a trauma clinic and there was lots of um, like court appearances for, um, you know, Department of Child Services or something like that, then, you know, they had a staff that handled that. And if you're going to continue in that work on your private practice, you may very well need to find, um, you know, legal representation to help you with that. But for a lot of people, it's really just around the peer supervision. And if you don't have anyone that you're currently close to, there's plenty of resources online, um, both paid and not paid. There's Facebook groups that you can connect to people. Um, but going into private practice is... Um, kind of on its own, it can be isolating. You know, you're, you're literally leaving a, 
an agency that had several people working for it or a hundred people working for it. And now you're going out on your own, literally on your own, having to, to deal with some, some hard, um, clients possibly, or just, you know, you just have questions. Um, and so it's really good to kind of, um, one of the guests said, engineer that for yourself to create that space, um, weekly, bi-weekly, whatever, whatever you need to, to help you so that you don't feel overwhelmed and that you don't feel burnt out. Um, that's an important thing. Um, but again, not, not anything that should hold you back from doing it. Um, and along those same lines with the agency, there's lots of things that the agency takes care of for you besides, you know, bringing in the clients and the insurance. Um, they might give you health insurance. They have their own accountants or bookkeepers. They have a whole billing practice that you don't need to be usually involved in beyond just saying, yes, I saw a client or no, you know, they didn't show up. Um, and they have the policies around that. Uh, and then again, also with, with HIPAA and they, you know, they give you the guidance based off of their agency and their practices of, of how to, um, you know, operate your, um, your therapy with your clients and use this technology. Here's a phone, here's this email, you know, computer, whatever it is. And so you don't have to, you know, worry about those things. Now, when you go out on your own, those are things that are important and you do need to consider them. Um, so if we're talking about HIPAA, yeah, you need to know, you know, what you can and can't, um, you know, put on your mobile phone and what you can and can't disclose. And, and there's lots of resources out there. Um, my company, Lean Torch Joy. We offer some. There is also a whole bunch of other ones. Um, you, you can find it out there. Um, but it is important. It is an important step in building your own private practice that you that you you have that. Um, the other part of it is billing, um, bookkeeper, and accountant. They're kind of three separate things, you know, so billing is kind of that, depending on if you're going through an insurance agency, um, I mean, if your insurance, if you're on an insurance panel, um, I'm not going to say that complicates it, but it definitely changes if it was just private pay to being on insurance, you have to uh, reach out to the the insurance company, wait for their payment. Um, But all of those um, kind of issues around billing, they, a a lot of them have been answered if you sign up to any of the online platforms. Um, I'm not going to start listing them now because, um, well, I don't think that's fair to list some and not all of them because I I don't have a connection with any of them. But um, in terms of like the weekly billing, any of those are okay. Um, And they, and they offer that you can still do it old school where you, you know, you write, write up an invoice. You can do that as well if you'd like, but um, there are a lot of things that make it a lot easier in terms of the bookkeeper and accountant. The bookkeeper is kind of the, um, you know, day to day making sure, you know, you know, what expenses are going out, what money's coming in. The accountant is really is for like the end of the year tax purposes. And, um, you know, depending on what you decide to, to structure your business as, um, 
that is going to significantly decide whether or not you should have an accountant or not. Um, if you're being a sole proprietor or even an LLC filing as a sole proprietor, then, you know, that money's just kind of passing through. It's all coming into your, um, you know, your, um, you know, your personal um, tax. So when you go on to TurboTax, you can fill all that out it's easy. Uh, if you're going to have an S corp or a C corp, it becomes a little more complicated and you may decide you want to get an accountant for that. Um, but again, all services that exist out there, um, some are very inexpensive, some are even free. And so it, it shouldn't hold you back from starting your own private practice. Uh, now the, biggest one which you know i kind of discussed this around the um the both like the the real and the imagined hurdles is the, the this idea of no clients so obviously if you work for an agency they're handing you the clients um if you go to be if you start working in a group practice a lot of times they're going to be bringing you the clients if you work um and join an online platform they're going to be giving you the clients but you shouldn't necessarily settle not that any one of those is settling but you shouldn't be staying with one of those organizations just because they're giving you clients. Because as I mentioned, there's there's such a high demand. There's so many ways to put yourself out there. Now, you know, the one that's the most common is psychology today. Everyone um, usually signs up for that one. You pay a small monthly fee. Uh, another great one is ZenCare. Now, um, Full disclosure, I've, I've um, done like a blog post for Zencare before. Yori is absolutely wonderful. She started Zencare. Um, you know, when I met her, she, I think it was only four states or so that um, Zencare was available. Now it's 19. So, um, you know, they keep expanding. But that's a great way to give yourself a profile, a little video. Um, you can list what your your rates are and you know all of that stuff through it and, and that's a really good thing and the other thing is if you decide to take insurance your insurance directory will put you out there and when people who have blue cross tufts what you know whatever insurance they have they'll go on and they'll say i want a therapist and you'll you'll be on the list so um there's really this idea of no clients i the block for that is usually just your own mental block of, I, I can't get any clients because the reality is you'll be able to get some clients um, pretty easy. And then it's a matter of, is this client a right fit for me? That's a different situation. And and that's why some of these other um, places where, you know, not your insurance company, but somewhere else where you can actually like put a full profile of who you are um, and kind of the individuals that you like to work with, that's going to that's gonna help a lot. Now, the other part that, that um, I, I work a lot with is around how to start your business. And so for some people, um, they don't quite realize that they are starting their own small business. I know, you know, you're a therapist and you're very heart centered, but like this is a business. So you need to set it up in a proper way, both for tax purposes, but also you want to make sure that it's successful. Um, 
And so, you know, some of that is around the business structure. Do you start an LLC or just do it as a sole proprietor or a PLLC or an S corp or a C corp or, you know, what are those differences? Do I need a DBA? Um, you know, what is my branding going to be? Am I going to be, you know, just Michael White therapist or am I going to run a, you know, a practice called Lean Towards Joy, for instance? Um, so, um, you know, there's a lot of questions around that. Uh, I, I'm obviously happy to help with that. I have resources on my website for that. There are a lot of different resources. There is, you know, we live in an age where, um, you know, so, so I do a lot of consulting, obviously. Um, I, I get paid for that consulting, but I also put a lot of content out there for free, like this whole series, for instance. And there's so many other people that are doing the same and putting so much free stuff out there that you can kind of navigate your way through a lot of these, um, you know, these, what you, what you're referring to as a hurdle, um, you know, preventing you of, oh, I don't know how to start a business. Like that's, that's not my thing. I was never taught that in school. Um, there's just so much out there either you can pay for, you can read it and, you know, do it for free that it really, um, it's not a good excuse to not do it. (laughs) So, um, and then the other thing is not, is not being ready to commit. You know, not being ready to be like 100%, I'm going to leave my agency, I've been there for two, three, ten years, uh, you know, I'm just I'm just not ready to leave yet and, and take the plunge into the deep end. Uh, and, and to what I say to that, and, and, and a lot of our guests have talked about it, is that um, you don't have to go and just, you know, leave. Some, some do. Some say, you know, I can't do it anymore. I'm getting burnt out. I I have a family now. Um, I just need to leave. I'm going to take some time off and or not. I'm just going to leave and and immediately go do this. Um, But the other part of that is they might just say, you know what, I'm going to I'm just going to take two clients. You know, I'll start with one, start with two. I'm going, I have a friend who has a, who has her own private practice or he has his own private practice and, and they're going to let me use the space. They don't use it on Tuesdays afternoons. And I have a light caseload, you know, at the agency on Tuesdays. So, um, I'm going to start seeing two clients Tuesday afternoon and, um, you know, my friend's great. He's going to, he's going to let me use it for free. And so now you, you, you advertise you through one of the ways that we talked about. And now all of a sudden you have two clients, you're getting paid, you know, whatever it is hourly. And it's, 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 you decided to go private pay. So it's all for you. It's $150, $75, 200, you know, whatever you decide your, your, your scale is, um, you know, but that could easily bring in an extra $1,200 a month. And, you know, you might do that and continue that and say, you know, that's all I want is I'm going to do that on the side and brings in a little extra money. And I like the agency, but I just wasn't getting enough, you know, money. Or you might do that and be like, wow, this works. I'm going to finish, um, you know, kind of building this or get a different office space or whatever. And, and I'm going to leave the agency. So it, it's really, it's really up to you and your comfort level of how, ready you are to commit, but it doesn't mean you have to be a hundred percent. You know, you can just do a couple and just try it out. And then, you know, if it doesn't work for you, you haven't left the agency. So, you you know, you can go right back. So it's really, um, it's really, it's really fully up to you. And their, their, their options are, you know, 
limitless in terms of how how you want to approach that. Um, so I think I I want to take time now um, just to mention that because we've talked about a lot about leaving agencies. So agencies provide a valuable service for both clients and new clinicians. Um, there are many among us that utilize the services that an agency has to offer. Sometimes this is because of trauma, poverty, location, lack of uh, other places to go, or, or just many other reasons. Um, and many clinicians begin their profession in these agencies. Uh, they learn from seasoned clinicians. They put in the hours of, excuse me, they put in the hours of clinical time and really bolster their confidence and ability to help people uh, in need while they're at the agency. So though, although I built a profession on helping folks leave agencies, it's not because I don't like them. Um, they're like anything else. Some are good, some are bad. But what I recognize is that most of the schooling and most of the time spent accruing licensing hours does not teach the very valuable lessons about starting your own private practice if you so choose. And because of that, there are so many clinicians that are just burnt out at their agencies, feeling stuck, um, you know, and I wanna help them get unstuck. It was, I, I have it on my website, but it was Stephen Jobs who famously said in, in one of his commencement um, speeches, it's like, you know, if you wake up and look in the mirror too many days in a row, and you're not happy with what your day looks like, you know, where you're about to go to work, then, then, you, then you need to do something different. Now, of course, I probably butchered that quote, but I think I put the real one on my website, so you can, you can check it out. Um, anyway, so it, there's just, there's a need to, um, you know, to help people with this. And, and again, it's not because the agencies are bad, it's just because it's not for everybody, so. Um, I'm just, I'm so happy with all of the great information that my guests were able to provide to help me help you. Um, and so I just want to say a tremendous thank you to everyone that both, uh, have, have listened and then also were, were, were on. Um, so if you have any questions about anything you heard through this series, or you want to know more about the guests, or you want to know more about Lean Towards Joy, or how you know you, how you can reach us, the next steps into like you know building your heart-centered career. You know, please visit our website. There you'll find all the notes from the podcast, uh, and then stay tuned because the next series of podcast episodes I'm actually pretty excited about. We're continuing the theme of Leaning Towards Joy, obviously, that's the name of the company. Um, but we're going to chat with people that followed their passion into the advocacy world, and they're shining their light while saving lives and educating millions of people. So uh, I'm excited about what's next. Thanks. Lean Towards Joy was created to help heart-centered entrepreneurs start and grow their businesses. We have helped therapists and entrepreneurs across the country navigate HIPAA, LLCs, and removing the hurdles to help them follow their passion. If you'd like to bring more joy into your life and connect with Lean Towards Joy, you can subscribe here or find us on social 
at Lean Towards Joy. You can also visit our website at leantowardsjoy.com. Thanks for listening.